are about to enter a great adventure. This is Mikey Cash alongside Big Vito, and we are strutting from Gorilla, just two jabronis in their 30s who love pro wrestling and love to talk all about it. Now, today's episode, we're going to be diving into our review of the most recent Survivor Series that just happened on Saturday. But before we get into that, let me tell you where you can find us on the socials. We're on Facebook at SFG Podcast, on Twitter and TikTok at from underscore Gorilla, on Instagram at SFGorillaPod, and our website is struttingfromgorilla.com. You can go on our website. We have plenty of articles up there. We have our whole feed from our past episodes, so feel free to go in and take a listen. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Now, like I said, today, Vito, we get to talk about the show we went to this past Saturday in Boston, Survivor Series, how are you feeling? Are you pumped for this? You know, I um, I had such a good time, Mikey. And the the best part about it was the best way I can describe how I'm how I'm ready to talk about this is from the ring announcer with her enthusiasm for how she started the war game. With war game. <laughs> She's good. I yeah, like her a lot. Yeah. She's yeah. good. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's about the the type of excitement I have today. I mean. What a great time. Well, it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, I, um, I mean, we had great seats. It, it was a, it was wonderful. And and that's where we really need to give a big shout out to DraftKings. They invited the the Strutting from Gorilla crew to the show. And honestly, we, we just had a blast. It was, we had, again, wonderful seats. We got to meet a ton of great fans. We got to, to meet a couple other podcast guys too. And it was, it was just a wonderful time. So really big shout out to them. It was great. Yeah, no, you know, huge shout out to those guys over there. Um, they got us great seats and uh, we met a lot of great people. Um, maybe even have some new fans listening today because of it. So um, make sure, though, if if you guys haven't played DraftKings, make sure you take a second and sign up for an account. Um, they offer daily fantasy sports and sports betting uh, and great platform. Um, I use it every week. I know you do, Mikey. That's right. Um, so make sure you give it a sh- give it a check. Uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, big big props to them. And um, I, I I just I, I was speechless. You're speechless. You're I was speechless, speechless, Vito. That's what happened. We never thought that you would be at a loss for words describing a wrestling event, but yet here we are. Yeah, it just. Uh, all right. How do we even want to start this? Because I mean, the All to right. me walking in there and seeing the two rings, um, yeah, dude, was pretty pretty badass. Just that sight alone mm-hmm. was it's... was pretty fascinating. I I've never been to a two ring event, so it's... me neither. I I've been to match. I've been to wrestling events where there was a cage match, but I've never been to something like an elimination chamber, hell in a cell, or now war games. 
this was wild. It's, yeah. it's massive, this cage. I think sometimes TV doesn't do it justice, but seeing the two rings together and then the cage on top of it, just it's very, it's intimidating. So I, I can't imagine what the wrestlers felt like sort of going through, you know, kind of their own practices with it and just getting acclimated to it. it was, it's unbelievable. It was. And I, I can tell you that I know us leading up to the show, even before the show, we were talking about, all right, who's coming out tonight? Uh, what surprises are they going to offer? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were thinking of all the things from, we took, we took all the, the, yeah, out of the shed. <laughs> we we honestly, I, if you look back, if you go and listen to the last episode, all almost all of our predictions that that we had about like who's going to return, what's going, what's going, like almost none of that happened. No, it's true. <laughs> almost uh, none of it happened. So. Nope, none of it did. So we were we were completely wrong in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But I will say that we are going to have to change your name here at Studying Strutting from Gorilla from. Mikey Cash to the Oracle. It's just, oh, okay. it, it's, it's getting a little scary. Like, do you know what color underwear I have on right now? Like, that's the type of thing I'm, I'm nervous about because <laughs> the amount of predictions you've had come right in the, in the past, you know, couple of weeks has been pretty eerie. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been weird. I, I honestly don't know what's going on. The stars are aligning. Maybe, Mercury's in retrograde or something. I don't know, but I, 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 I happen to be on a good streak. It hasn't helped me on my fantasy football team, but it, it's helped me here in wrestling. That's fair. I, I don't know what it is. You've harnessed some sort of power, um, but it's, it's been impressive, Mikey. Even at the show, you were, you were not afraid to tell me that you knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny because I sometimes I just say things. I feel like Michael Scott, where it's like an improvisation. Like yeah. I just say things and I don't really know where it's going. So sometimes I forget what I even said to you. I was like, oh, I, th- I think that might happen. And then it happens. Like, oh, huh? who knew? So, hey, that's all right. It, it, it was still an enjoyable event, even if some of the things I, I knew might be coming. It was, uh, should we start, instead of just uh, gushing over Survivor Series, why don't yeah. we give some maybe some high level thoughts of the overall show, and then we'll get into a match breakdown if that's all right with you? Yeah, sure. Let's you want me? You want me to go first? Or yeah, go, go for first? it. Go for it. All right. So here's the thing: loved the show, had a great time. Obviously, being in there in person, it um, it brings a whole different aspect to the show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance to come home and watch it on. Uh, Peacock as well because I wanted to see like what was it like was it did I get that same feeling on the live broadcast as I did you know in the garden and um, it was good you know I really did enjoy it overall Um, was a little bit disappointed there was no Bray Wyatt Um, Mm. but outside of that I think uh, it fit the bill I like the fact that it was only a handful of card, a handful of matches yeah. that were there. Uh, it, it didn't make the show feel long, even though some right. of the matches were long. Um, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't jam packed. I, I, well, I say that, but it was, 
it was packed because it had two war games matches right but they didn't over they didn't over they didn't like completely go the aw route and just give us 15 matches on this card along with two war games matches it was we're going to give you five matches just going to bookend the night with two war games and those other matches in between are you know I mean, it's it sounds demeaning to call them filler, but I think basically everybody was there for war games. So, mm-hmm. as much as these other matches did well, I, I, you know, like the main focus of the night was each war games match. Right. Yeah. You know, the only thing from a live uh, audience standpoint that I missed that I I didn't really hear when we went to the AEW event. They had the announcer come out and really like get the crowd going a little bit and like talk through what was going to happen. And like, I liked that aspect. I mean, here it was just literally the war games music hit. Michael Cole, Corey Graves came out. You yep. had no idea what was going on. And then it was showtime. Like there was no buildup. There was nothing. Um- See that doesn't bother me though. Like that what, what me. I don't I don't need to be handheld. I know when the I, show's starting. They show the the thing the like the beginning video. Yeah, but I the, like a little slow build here. Give me a little foreplay. Like get me going a little bit. I'm <laughs> sitting there watching a cage for you know an hour and a half waiting for the show to start. Vito, you already had a couple of beers. You're already lubed up. You don't you don't really need much more than that. Okay, mm-hmm. you're ready to go. I don't know. Back in the day, Mikey, they used to have like, all right, to go we live. come back yeah, and we go live. And they're like, get your signs ready. And that crowd would go bananas. And Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was uh, that was the Fink back then. Uh, Howard Fink will get on there and be like, well, he was one of them. Monday Night Rob will be going live. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then but... there was there was something else. There was another guy who did it, too. He was like a bigger guy. I can't remember his name, but see, he didn't really stand out too much. Did you? you don't even remember? No, but his name. Justin Roberts did it at AW and did a great job. No, I, I see, I, I don't mind it, but I didn't feel like I, it didn't like take it away from me. I, I still was, yeah, I was still I, pumped as soon as the show started. I mean, so was I. However, I'm just saying, I really used to enjoy that, and I, I just it went zero to a hundred, you know, real quick. <laughs> This sounds like an episode of Seinfeld. I'm just saying I could have used a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of build. warning before the show started. I need a slow build, <laughs> Mikey. I need a slow build. I I get it. I was <laughs> in a pool. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. So overall thoughts on the show were it was good. Yeah, way, it was it was very good overall. Small card allowed it to be a focused show. We didn't have too many distractions. I think along those lines were the fact that there was no Bray Wyatt there. And I know that there, uh, for me, that was a little disappointing too. I think I thought there would be something along those lines, but they made up for it in how the, the main event panned out and we'll get to that. But I, I also think that there was a little bit of uh, Bray's imprint at the end of the women's match. And and I'll I'll get to that as we kind of go into the breakdown. But okay. there's a particular shot, and I, I didn't really notice it until I was just like on social media and I was like perusing through and saw some pictures of the end of the women's war game match. And all of them were sort of there, had their hand held, like their hands raised in victory. And there's just a look on Alexa's face that I think leads me to 
to think that their Bray's presence was there, even if he wasn't. So I don't know if you saw Raw last night. Um, I did. So she had that same kind of thing mm-hmm. go on when she was interviewed. Yeah. Um, she basically, they're like, uh, Alexa? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 uh, what she said. Yeah. And they are, they had uh, Bray's like insignia sort of pop up on the TV behind her. So, uh, like I said, man, it, we're, we're already seeing a little bit of Bray's influence on it. So, but uh, let's get into it. We let, let's give this breakdown. Let's just go from from top to bottom. Let's start with women's war games. So for folks who didn't get to watch, or ho- hopefully this isn't spoilers for anybody listening right now, but it was Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and the returning Becky Lynch. And uh, I thought this was a great opening match, man. The fact that they had Becky come out first, I think, really set the tone for the show. I was pumped. I think the whole crowd was pumped to see her back. I mean, what about you? Yeah, no, I uh, I completely agree. I was excited. We kind of figured that they were going to open with the war games and close with the war games. Mm-hmm. And I think before the show, we even said, I think it's going to open with women's and it's going to close with men's. And yeah. um, we were right on that aspect for sure. I thought the match was great. I mean, in my opinion, it was the better of the two war games. Um, mm-hmm. As far as wrestling goes, I yeah. thought. Yeah. But uh, the men's had some great storytelling and a whole mm-hmm. backstory to it. So that was really good. But, I mean, who's your star in this whole women's well, war games? Well, along the to, to sort of go off of what you said, absolutely right. Uh, you're, you're on the money. In terms of match structure, the women's match was was stellar, in my opinion. In terms of storytelling, I would say that the men's match kind of had him beat on that. But both of them were great, so it's not really one versus the other to me. In terms of who my MVP was, it's got to be Dakota Kai. She was in that match for almost an hour, almost the whole time. And she ate so much shit throughout that match. And I, I mean, she yeah. got tossed all over the ring. She had multiple instances where she was chucked into the cage I can't remember if it's her that Becky does the leg drop on or if it's EO or Nikki. It was one of those three, but I, for some uh, reason, like, it's end, just blanking. Yeah. End, yeah. Um, I think it was, I think it was EO. Okay. All right. So at least they gave her a break for the end, but. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think it was. I, I but think... I. Mike, you're asking the wrong person because I also uh, had to go to the bathroom during this match, and oh, you know, it was a true. long match. So I got up. I'm in the bathroom. I hear the crowd roaring. I come back and see. Becky I mean, Lynch. what was it? It was a 50 minute match, and you went yeah. to the bathroom at minute 49, and it was yeah. it cracked me up. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta <laughs> as go. As soon as like, you came back, I was like, the match is over. So yeah, was... you gotta go. You gotta go. But uh, yeah, but back to Dakota Kai, man. Honestly, dude. I, for my money, she is, she's an incredibly underrated performer. I think that she had a, she did a lot of great work down in NXT. She had a lot of great character work throughout that time. And I, you really just see the fruits of it now that she's on the main roster. I honestly, I'm, I'm happy that she's part, that she's one half of the tag team champions, but I would love at some point to see her be a singles champion. Maybe at some point that means breaking away from Bailey, or maybe that means, you know, you know, 
they kind of divide and conquer. And Bailey goes for Raw, and Dakota goes for SmackDown. Who knows? But I, I think I think we got a future champ on our hands. But quite honestly, the women's division is getting a little loaded at the top now that Becky's back, Bailey's there, Bianca's there, Rhea's there, Candice LeRae is there. I mean, Jesus, who? It's funny. Yeah. I completely forgot about Ronda. Ronda's there too, but. I don't. I don't really count her too much. No. But, but anyway, anyway, that's that, that's down the line. But uh, hell of a match, hell of a match. And uh, once again, about the whole Bray influence on this night. At the end of that match, just watch Alexa's face. You starting to see the influence of the fiend. She's getting there. a turn. He's, yeah, it's there. And I don't know what that means for her. Whether she's gonna, you know, I would love for her to sort of go back into that again. I don't know. I hope it's not exactly the same because I think it, it really booked her into a corner. And I think you saw that when Bray left, like she was kind of left like rudderless in terms of her character. Cause she, they, they sort of really had her dive in deep with the whole fiend thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I want her to be aligned with him, but maybe for there, for it to be not as, intense for her as before like I, I i still want her to maintain a semblance of her current character if that makes sense just i'm just worried about what what happens if this doesn't become a long-term thing yeah it, it'll be interesting um i don't know how i feel about it like i i'm i'm very much indifferent on this one mikey like i like mm-hmm. alexa bliss just in general yeah um but but what? This but so, sorry, they, they, we have a, we have an issue whenever I say Alexa, my Alexa goes off. So um, that bliss, just call her bliss. Okay, we're gonna so call that, her bliss. so that Amazon isn't listening. Um, I like bliss, but uh, I I kind of like her fiend character. Like it, uh, anytime you can get another layer to somebody. Um, it works out, but I, I, I would like to see it more than just what it was like, have a different layer to it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Where, you know, Bray had his layer when he was Bray Wyatt, he was in the, the fun house and he was this happy go lucky guy. And then when he came to the ring, he was the feet, you yeah. know, it was a whole layer. Um, so I'm curious yeah. to see how that goes. Yeah. If they decide to go that route, like really lean into her. I, yeah. I don't want her to get lost under Bray. And and I think right. that's what happened last what time. I see she was basically saying. the vehicle for Bray. And it was like, okay, that's great. But like, what is she doing? What What is she achieving in, in the women's division? She was achieving nothing. She was just like doing all of this stuff for Bray. And like, that's fine. But I, if she's supposed to feel important, then make her feel important. Do something that's going to, whether it's put her in the title picture, give her a title, something. Yeah. There's got, there's got really to be meaning point. behind it. Yeah, there definitely does. Because you can't just do what she did last time. Um, right. And I, I would hope that Triple H knows that. I don't think he's an idiot. But no, we'll see how this goes. No, but it is interesting how they're doing it now where she's kind of like in between this. Mm-hmm thing it almost makes it seem like she's not important in some of those matches she hasn't been 
I know. She's been just, it's funny, before we even came on today, I was just, you know, because I'm always thinking about wrestling, so it just popped in my head. I was like, she kind of feels like she's just been floating along since she came back. And it's not that I don't like her, but I I feel like there hasn't been any real reason for anybody to get invested in her. And it's true. It's sad. It's sad. Because I do think she's she's really good, and she had an incredible run years ago when the you know the second time they did the brand split, and she was the women's champion, and she had a nice nice run yeah. with Becky, where they did a lot of great work together, and and since that time she's really struggled to sort of like find her footing, and then the Wyatt thing I think really set her back booking wise for a, like almost a year, dude. Like she had to basically take all this time off and then come back. So yeah, that that's why I'm worried about this happening again. And well, maybe they make it part of the story where other people start recognizing it, like where they, they can like reference past storylines and say, well, you know, we saw this happen before to you. And maybe there's some sort of weird intervention they try to do to try to keep her from like falling back into that. Who knows? Yeah, I think they also, you know, need to look at the fact that I feel like there are two women's divisions, right? Mm. There's the people like, uh, Rhea Ripley, um, Charlotte Flair, uh, the EST, mm-hmm. WWE, <laughs> Bianca Belair, um, and a few others that are just physically much, much larger than some of the other women, right? So you're talking like heavy hitters. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Can Alexa Bliss keep up with them? Like, I mean... I that's would be my question and I wonder like do you have one title for those heavyweights and another for the ones that aren't I don't I don't know that's just my thought process but then that goes back to the age-old question like you know should Sean Michaels yeah Sean Michaels have been WWE champion you know like yeah because he fought Undertaker and Vader and all those and British Bulldog and all those other big heavy hitter wrestlers. Yeah. I think you can make it work as I, if you do it right, I think you can make it work. You can make it believable, you know? Yeah. Because you know me and having too many titles. The last thing I want is another fucking title. Introduced I know I, we, you know what, while we're talking about that, let's give credit where credit is due. A former SFG, um, host, Big Mango used to bitch about this all the time. That's so true. his quote, and I want to give this quote correctly, is if everyone has a title, no one has a title. It's true. And it couldn't be more true. I think we were all on the same page when he talked about that. Yeah. But it, it really is true. And um, I, I hate it. But I know. And that's why we're not going to go that route. That, that's why I'm not going to – I refuse to believe that WWE would do that again. So uh, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I have more faith in Triple H than I do Vince. So uh, we'll see. I can do this. All right. Let's let's move on. Women's well, wait, wait, wait. Before we move what, on, though, what, what? what was your favorite spot from the match? Uh, it was – well, I mean, I think it was the end. I think that yeah. was the – it was so badass. I mean, yeah. what, what was your favorite spot? You didn't get to see that one. So what, of all the ones you got to see before you went to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, um, I think there were two. You had uh, Nikki Cross 
jumping from the top of the cage. Yeah, that was good too. That was pretty good. Yeah. And you had um who went through the table? I know oh. uh Bianca Belair. Threw... I think it was Bianca, wasn't it? Was it was it Ripley that threw it through the chair? Or was it the other way around? I thought it was Ripley that went through the chair. I think it was Ripley. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. There was so much happening. Sometimes it was hard to like, yeah, see, like remember who went through what, but there was a lot of destruction in that first match. Yeah. Give them that. So, yeah, great match. Yeah. Great match. A match of the night, in my opinion. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, let's go to the next match, which was Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. I, I mean, I liked it. I, I, I need to watch this again on Peacock. Unlike you, Vito, I didn't get to watch Survivor Series again once I got home, but mm-hmm. that is on my list of things to do. Uh, I really, I, I didn't really get to, I haven't paid attention to Finn Balor's entrances for a little while. Like I, they just sort of come out and I'm sort of like listening to the commentary, but being at the event and watching his, his entrance, I, I really enjoy it actually. I like the variation of his music. I I noticed that since all of these guys have joined the Judgment Day, that there have been it. They still have their like proper music, but they they've sort of shifted it a little bit. Like it's still there if you listen to it. And I kind of like that. Uh, just a little bit of a subtle change to the character, but I like his mask, dude. I thought it was awesome. Like it's so like it it's it's almost like American Horror Story looking. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, he's had a few of those. Um, I think the last one he came out with was like spiked. Yeah. It was like the yeah. same thing, but it was like spiked. Um, yeah. I mean, I like his entrance. It's fine. Um, I prefer the old one. I prefer the old thin a little bit more. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I miss it too. I like, I yeah, but he's kind of coming back in this whole thing now i feel like he's getting a little bit more of himself um i was a big demon finn fan so i i just throw that out there um but no going into this match mike is uh i thought this was going to be the match of the night i thought it was going to steal the show and i didn't think it was bad by any means at all Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought it was a good match a really good match um but i thought it would be A little bit harder hitting. I mean, these guys have wrestled plenty of times before. They know each other very, very well. Um, and um, it was good. Like, mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with it. I can't complain. I'm sure it'll be like a four-star match on Dave yeah. Meltzer's yeah, who knows? rating system. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't seem as intense as I would have thought for for these two. You know, I almost wonder if part of that was because of the structure of the pay-per-view itself. Could be. You had these two big war games matches where there's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of hard-hitting stuff already happening. So I wonder if, for the purposes of that, they had to change a little bit of the the style that they were working in order Mm -hmm. to, like, create a little variety in terms of what you're getting with each match so that it's not just one note throughout the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... That's fair. You could be right. Listen, I didn't think it's bad. I think both guys are great wrestlers, so it's hard to have a bad match with those two. No, absolutely not. They have great chemistry together, and I thought that this match, 
like they I liked the way they structured the match. It was it was different than the first time they fought where that was like face and face. This was the more traditional style of the bad guy and the good guy. And so you got to have you know Finn working his heel style, which he does pretty well. And then you got Styles working his his face style, which which again, I mean, it's been successful for him in his whole run here. So I think it was I think they saying basic makes it sound like I'm demeaning them, but that's not what I mean by that. Like it was basic in terms of what they needed to do to sort of have this kind of match, tell the yeah. story that they needed to tell the people that got involved, got involved, you know, like you have the OC and you got the judgment day and like, that's always going to be a presence there. And after watching raw, I kind of feel like in a weird way, they use this pay-per-view match to sort of set up what ended up happening on raw. So I, I it is an interesting little vehicle there. Yeah, no. I, and I, listen, there's nothing wrong with the match. I thought it was great. Um, I had no quorums with it. Uh, I figured they would have incorporated the two rings a little bit more just because he had them there. But, you know, they really didn't, which is fine. No, nope. yeah. listen, that's just my personal preference. That's what they do. Um, but no, it was good. Um, you want to know something crazy, though? Did you know... And I think I saw the stat last night or somewhere, but AJ Styles has not won a match on a premium live event in like six years or something. <laughs> in a singles that's a match, hell of a that's a hell. I of a swear streak. to God, I it was some it was some stat like that um, that they they showed he literally hadn't won a singles match in a premium live event since like. It was it was a while because I mean mm-hmm. you think about it he was in the tag team division for a while right but yeah that's a crazy little stat well there you go interesting but yeah so this was not much else to really say about this match it was good it, I, they I think it, it accomplished what it needed to yeah so no I agree yeah I enjoyed it uh let's move on. The SmackDown's sure. Women's Championship match, Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey. So, um, Vito, you well, had some facts about this match I didn't know. Yeah. So, weirdly enough, I found out that Brian Kendrick was quietly hired back to WWE mm-hmm. as a producer. And he, yeah, and he um, produced this match. Um, that went on. So I just thought that was a little, uh, fun, fun fact. But the other part of it was, it was clearly the worst match of the night. Uh, I, I, it's tough to agree with you, but I do. It was not, it was my least favorite match. I won't say worst because I think they work their asses off. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just not, yeah. It was a lot really of hard to get into it. Uh, I I think they tried hard. I think they you could tell that they were trying to do a lot of stuff to try to make it feel important to try to get the crowd involved. I there was only so much they could do that wouldn't end up stepping on what the women already did in the war games match and what the guys were about to do in the, their war games match. So th- this is the tough spot that I think they were in. That normally a match like this that in my view, had a little bit of a lackluster build, hard to really get invested, sometimes will benefit from some sort of gimmick. Having like a ladder match or a no DQ match 
where you can sort of make it a little bit of a car crash and the crowd will sort of get behind it that way. But they, they didn't really have that option here. So they, they did a little bit of it by going out into the crowd. But I think that was about as much as they could do. But yep. they, were, hey. they were limited. And and I, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm shitting on Shotzi. I just think she continues to need some more reps when it comes to in-ring work. As I mean, sometimes Ronda does too. As much as I think she's good, sometimes she can be a little sloppy herself. Um, right, but she's got the the draw power. Well, That's right, the she she has the sort of the aura about her because she's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So that that's the one thing she had that Shotzi didn't have working in her favor. Yeah, I thought this match was the a weird one to begin with. Anyways, I don't see it as a if you're choosing five matches to be on this card, this wouldn't be one that I would be like, Oh, this should definitely be on here between these two. Like I, you know, it just didn't make sense. Um, but that being said, it to me was just, and and you're right. It wasn't like the worst match we had ever seen, but it just out of the matches there, it was the worst one on the card and it lived up to that. It were too many botches. I will say, um, if you watch, the part where they go into the crowd, it was pretty funny, right? We we were able to see yeah. there was a section where there were no fans at all, and then they just plopped like five or six big dudes down there. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, put, the some, they put some in, like uh, independent wrestlers on there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and they got thrown into the fans, and they all went down, and then, mm-hmm. you know, after their crowd shot, they all walked off, and there was still nobody else sitting there again. <laughs> like, it was... Just a revolving door of who's going to sit in that seat. Yeah, it was really pretty funny yeah. to watch. No, it was... I, and, you know, it was fine, but I think, like you were saying, this is the same critique that I had with the AW show, where some matches didn't need to be on it. And yeah, yeah. that's okay. It, it's just... You know, this could have been fine with four matches. Yeah. Where you just had two matches in between. Maybe they just felt they needed a little bit more time to give the the audience a little bit of come down and then yep. get ready again for, for sort of the, the big event that is a War Games match. Yep. But in my view, this could have been on SmackDown. Could have been a SmackDown match and it would have been just fine for SmackDown. Right. Like it would have fit and I, and I don't think anybody would have had any problems with it. I think it's just didn't feel like a pay-per-view match to me. Agreed. My own opinion. What the hell do I know? So, uh, all right, let's move on. U.S. title match, triple threat, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory. So, you know, we said that the women's war games won the match of the night, right? Mm -hmm. I think this was a close second. I really enjoyed this match Mm -hmm. um, more than I thought I would. It's the surprise honest. of the night for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um really enjoyed this match. And you know, my favorite part is the entrances from these guys. Like, you yeah. know, Seth Rollins' entrance, obviously, great entrance. It's fantastic. Though, match. I've made this point before and I stand by it. <laughs> um, I feel like he just stole Shinsuke's whole shtick. Like I it's I don't very know. similar, I, dude. Uh, I don't. Dude, I don't it's know. Super I, similar. That feels like a stretch. I don't see that. I don't see that. Okay. I love Shinsuke as much as you. I but I don't think he like went out and stole it. Mm, okay, that's fine. 
I, I just because the crowd sings along, right? That's the thing. Sings that along. Me. He does this whole thing, like just like Shinsuke. I, I just too close, too close. That's like you know what it reminds me of. It's like um, Vanilla Ice and uh, is it Queen? Yeah, it was Queen. Queen, like. Uh, it's not the same, but it's pretty damn Under, close. <laughs> <laughs> Under pressure, bum, bum, ice, bum, ice, bum, there it is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a really good comparison. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that okay. one because there, right. there is some similarity there. All right, all right. But then you know you got Bobby Lashley, um, who probably is my one of my favorites right now. I love Bobby Lashley. Great entrance um, too. Yeah, another great entrance. And then you get uh, Theory. Austin Theory, who I like this new Austin Theory, right? Let's let's take what worked with Roman Reigns and do it exactly with Austin Theory, and it's great. People were we shoved down our throat, and people didn't want him to be, and they make him heal, and everyone perfect. He, it's great. It, and, it is it is a formula that has not let anyone down yet. No, when, when somebody comes no. in as some sort of I mean, he wasn't necessarily a good guy anyway, like initially, yeah. but I think he was more hokey and then they they made a switch to him and and Agreed. gave him a little bit of an edge. And he can always go back to the hokey stuff at some point. I think yeah. I, there's always, it's pro wrestling, dude. Like not everything's going to be I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, really, yeah. Like you got to leave yourself some room for that. So uh, I'm totally fine with the idea that at some point like that might get introduced again, but maybe... Once people have learned to take him seriously and and really, I don't want to say respect him because I mean the, the guy's professionally trained. You know, like yeah. I kind of I, I find myself like I respect all of these people that are on the TV, but I I think it's just more of a sort of building up cred. That's what that's the way I see it, and then he can sort of experiment and sort of do some of these funny things. You know, we we've seen it happen with guys that everybody took seriously. I mean, look at Austin. Yeah. Some of his best yeah. work was like these comedy segments that he did back in the day you know like that's, i know but you still believed in him as a badass right of course so there's room for both and i think i think it's just going to take time for for theory to get to that point but there i think he's on his way um i agree i agree um the other uh crazy part about this match that i wanted to kind of give credit to is listen bobby lashley is a big bad dude and he's he's going toe to toe and keeping up with these other guys that are like quick and agile and i give him credit for that like that's a big deal i mean he was just up against brock lesnar who's the complete opposite of that held his own then comes in and can work with seth rollins and austin theory like to me that's a testament to the guy that um that he can wrestle man absolutely dude i mean Lashley's like pushing 50 and this guy is looking like a spry young chicken. The things he's doing in the ring. This guy is amazing. I really, I I almost, you know how much I love me a little bit of impact. I think, I think I almost need to go back and start watching some of Lashley's like run there. Yeah. Like when he was with MVP, Uh, I'm, I kind of feel like I need to do that just to, to give Lashley the respect he deserves. Because (laughs) I think that that had a lot to do with the Bobby Lashley we see now. Yeah. No, I uh I'm I'm excited about it. So I but the match really um it just was well told. 
Like it was a, a, a story that was well told in the mm-hmm. ring. And um, there were some great spots in there um, that just like the ending, I think was perfect. I think we kind of all thought theory was going to win somehow. And uh, we just didn't know how, but the ending was perfect for that. Right. Like yeah. you get the spear and the, uh, the cover on top. So. No, I thought it was good. It, it was to me, it was actually a little surprising. I didn't know if maybe Lashley would sort of walk out with that as a way to like recoup what happened with Lesnar. But yeah. I, I think um, honestly, man, I, I think this could be a good move for, for theory and just see yeah. where it goes from here. And, and, I don't know if this, I, 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 th- I mean, I saw Raw, so obviously Theory and Rollins aren't necessarily done yet, but I'm curious where now, like, what, where's Lashley going? Right? I think back to Brock Lesnar. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Which I is fine with would. me. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, it kind of speaks to what you were just saying. The guy can do everything. Yeah. And he's a legitimate threat to Brock Lesnar. He's already beaten Lesnar once. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole, there's not a long list of guys that have wins over Lesnar. Braun, maybe Braun. Uh, I sorry, that was a that, that. I just I don't get into Braun. I can't. I, know. I don't I know, know what it know. is. Yeah, I, listen, he maybe he's a great guy, but I, I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. That's fair. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, to the last match of the night, and to your uh, we do event of the we evening. do have some um, listener questions that I have here. Um, no they way. came in late. Yeah, we got some in our inbox. Um, so uh, we'll we'll get to those afterwards. But all right, the main event. We got uh, the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes with uh, Sheamus, Rich Holland, Pete Dunne, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. How did yeah, you man. feel about this match, Mikey? I, you know, this is where I think it was. This match was more about storytelling than it was about match structure. I I think they did a lot. They they worked a lot of story and character work in this match, even in the, the little like locked cages that they were in, the containment cages that they had. Uh, the shark tanks. Yeah, the, the shark. You know uh, what the shark tanks? That's a better way to describe or it. Shark cages. Uh, I, do you re- did you see at one point when was it Jimmy that was going to come out and then Roman yeah. was sitting there and he held him and he made Sammy go? Yeah. I, I loved that. I love yeah. that, especially because Jay was already in the ring. I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Send Sammy out there to try to help out Jay, considering all the the tension between the two of them. The, the I mean, the, this whole match was centered around Sammy Zayn. The whole yeah. match was centered around him, Kevin Owens, and and basically Roman Reigns. And the and Sammy trying to prove his loyalty to the bloodline. And I think yep. a lot of us thought I, I, I myself was kind of included that maybe this would be where, you know, uh, the bloodline might even like sacrifice the match to turn on Sammy Zayn and just get him out of the bloodline. But I was I was honestly a little surprised that they went this route where now, like, you know, Sammy's doubled down and he's yeah. fully buying in and now betraying this friendship and. This like the, this twenty year brotherhood that he's had with Kevin Owens, and and I love that they're self referential here. Like they they are. There's some things that uh, body language wise, uh, even like moments throughout the match that were callbacks to things that they did. In there was like a battleground pay per view. It was one of like the best matches that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have had in their WWE time here, and they sort of called back to that. 
and it was so it, it was just a nice little artistic nod and and you could see just how you can see how he's being played i like i kind of love that right like even though you it, it, it's it's like the classic trope of like when you're watching a television show it's like we the viewer know what's going on but the character has no idea so i right. think sammy is so blinded by his his desire to be accepted by the bloodline that he's turned on his friends and now at the at the 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 final shot of that show when all of them are sort of like holding the fingers up and you see roman and jay looking at sammy and i just i their eyes tell the whole story that they are playing this guy and he has no idea and it it's it's i i Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I found it to be in terms of like, you know how we've shit on WWE storytelling before and how sometimes yeah. it's sort of a lack thereof. This is a real, the, the, some of the best work that they've done. Yeah. And, and, and so I just, I, I know I'm kind of gushing about it and maybe I'm, I'm standing for it, but whatever, dude, like it's, it was great. Yeah, no, I, um I completely agree. I mean, to go along with that, I'm pretty sure at one point when I think, Sammy gave him a low blow mm-hmm. and then Kevin Owens fell into his arms. That's what I'm talking about. You, that. you literally were like, Oh, so poetic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I laugh because you're, you're right. Like it, it, it is. And it is great storytelling and it's very, um, Sopranos esque, <laughs> like, you know, where they're building this guy up. And they're going to make him feel like he's on his side. And then he's going to be the first one cast to the wolves yeah. down the line. Absolutely. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see. But it, it, it is. It's he, good storytelling. Sammy is their court jester right now. He's funny and they like keeping him around for now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's basically what this is. And, yep. Until he's done playing with the toy. And then yep. Roman says, all right, time to kick him out. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it was a good match. Um, again, I think the the women's one was better, um, but it was a it was a decent match. They had some great spots in there when they, you know, were grabbing them by the chest, and then all the the team brawling. Through <laughs> yeah, that was a great spot down. right there. That was really cool. Yeah. Then there was another spot that I guess uh, you know I was reading. Uh, you know, Kevin Owen Kevin Owens got some heat for because uh, Roman Reigns wasn't expecting it. Uh, when he got, do you remember when he got slapped in the face? It was like this hard slap. Oh yeah. 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 It wasn't supposed to happen. And like, they think Roman Reigns actually has a, um, busted eardrum because it was like a seriously hard slap. And, uh, they, they were pissed because he said no to Kevin Owens originally about the spot and they did it anyways. So there was like a, a little thing. I I, kind of feel like that story. I think this is, I I think it's things like that to get people like, oh man, they must really not like each other. Now let's see what happens on TV when they actually, when, when Kevin Owens is now in a title picture and they're going to fight each other at the rumble. Could be. That was already rumored. Could be. But but you also know. Big Vito is a mark. This isn't ballet. Well, yeah. And Big Vito is a mark for this type of stuff. I know. I know. You love the the drama, Vito. You love the drama. I am the drama. Well, you know, what's funny is they... (laughs) I think I, I I read that too, and and one of the reports said something like, "Oh, he was supposed to go to the press conference, and then he didn't." Yeah, and so people gave him a lot of shit, and I was like, "There's a lot of irony here that because he was angry and didn't go, now people are angry." 
when just two months ago, there was a whole ordeal about the champion showing up at a press conference angry and saying shit he shouldn't have been saying. Yeah. So uh, arguably, in my view, I'm like, all right, so Roman handled this right. If this is really true, Roman handled this right by not going to the press conference. I'm not going to say something that I'm going to end up regretting. Right. So there you go. I'm going to handle it backstage. Right. Even better. So nobody got bit. No dogs were harmed at this yep. press conference. Everything was fine. No, you're you're right. And um, so, like, to wrap up the, the war games, um, I, you know, I think the pay-per-view was great. You know, I think we both gave it a solid, what? I, I would say B plus, A minus. That's if, what I, I was... I think what would have taken it over the top is if there was sort of a Bray thing. But honestly, or, it was yeah. going to take away from what they just did I know. with Sammy. It really would have sucked the, the wind out of that moment. So I, I yep. get why they didn't. So... You know, before we get into the uh, listener questions that I have, um, what what's next? You know, you know, there's no December pay per view, so we're going right into the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, Can just I say, a brief God. There's no December pay per view, right? It's just it's pointless, right? And but what's next? Like, what do you see? Just like nothing. I don't want to go too much in depth here. Um, but do you see anything at the Royal Rumble happening? Obviously, we're going to have the two women and men's Royal Rumbles. Um, you know, do you think there'll be any surprises, anything crazy going on? No, I think we'll finally get a Bray match. That's my mm. prediction. Either a Bray match or he wins the Rumble or he has some yeah. pretty significant showing. Because I think, I think we're sort of mm-hmm. clamoring for that now. And... Like we said last episode, you don't want this to turn into Veer Mahan territory, all right? At some point, he's got to get in the ring yeah, and he's got to right. be in action. So I, th- I, I heard they were going to do. I heard there was this idea called a pitch black match. I don't know what that means. I don't know um, but yeah, but it's like a new match idea. And it's called the pitch black match. I have no idea. Uh, probably Bray wrestling in the dark because it'll hide him wrestling. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I have no, no um, clue. I also, I personally think, you know, we've been talking about Sasha coming back. You know, I think Cody will come back at the the Royal Rumble and the men's. I think Sasha will come back in the women's. I mean, I think it's like... Uh, maybe. I think that's like the perfect two to come back. And uh, I think Cody definitely comes back and wins the Rumble. That's my bold early prediction. That could be a really interesting prediction. I think, I think a lot of people sort of see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> if his... It, but again, I mean, he had a pretty serious pectoral injury, so I just don't know. Like this, not everyone is going to pull the John Cena and come back in like five months. Like if anybody would, it would back, be. So. If anyone would, it would be Cody Rhodes. Hey, it would be great. It'd be yeah. great. I, 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 I wouldn't hate that. And the setup for a Cody Roman potential match that could be really good. Quite honestly. And I, I heard somebody say, well, maybe The Rock will win the Royal Rumble. Listen, I, I love The Rock as much as the next guy, but I really hope he doesn't do that. Just That would be a terrible way for him. It to would be back. a rough way. I think the crowd would kind yeah. of boo that. I think so, too. It would be as like much, As much as people back. love Rock, I don't think people would be necessarily yeah. behind that. Agreed. Because he doesn't need it. He wouldn't need no. it. Uh, no. Sasha, I don't know, man. I, I, I want her to come back because I think this might be her best platform. At the same time, she's been all her Instagram stuff. She's been loving her time down in Mexico. She's also talked about Japan and New Japan just crowned an inaugural women's champion in Kairi Zane 
and I know those two were buddy buddy. You don't know, man. You don't know. She could she could really use that star power and maybe elevate a women's division over there. I yeah. couldn't. It's not out of the realm of possibility here. Who's willing to to fork over the dough? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens, but yeah. um, we'll probably talk more about that as we we move forward here. But I just wanted to get a quick quick thought on that. But let's let's get into some questions here real quick. Um, I had some come in. I have three questions. We'll start with the first one from from uh, Jim from Southie. He says, um, Seth, Seth Rollins seems like the current favorite song to sing for the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best version of that in wrestling history? So I think what he's asking is, you know, the crowd really gets into his music. Um, is there another wrestler in the past that seems uh, that the crowd would get into it as well? And what would what's the best one? Hmm. It's a good question. That is a good question. Well, I think obviously Shinsuke comes to mind. He's the first, he's somebody else that we were talking about. Uh, who else? Kurt Angle. <laughs> well, the use I think Kurt Angle yeah, is I mean, a that's clear right winner. There. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's really good. Yeah. What other one is there? Um, I mean, I got to give you, I got to give it to this guy. You're not going to like this answer, but I got to do it. Yeah. I know you're going to say that. Yeah. You got to, right? It's true. No, it's true. L- listen, I, I have my issues with Jericho at this point in his career, but I think you the can't deny that, if We're talking that, about crowd singing. Crowd, right. They, they literally shut, they literally shut his music off and it kept going. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it. So good question, Jim from Southie. All right, we got um, one from Jeff, the acknowledged one, and it's uh, who got the biggest cheer in Boston relative to other cities? So, you know, who do we think that maybe got a bigger cheer here that didn't in other cities? Hmm. Bigger cheer here that they didn't get in other cities. Uh... I don't that's a tough one for me. I I mean I feel like Asuka got a pretty big pop that night. People love Asuka. What about you? What do you think? Um, that's a really good question. Uh I mean I would say the biggest pop of the night. I mean I Roman was clearly oh, was obvious. Just uh definitely yeah. Roman, um, maybe you know, Sammy. the crazy part was <laughs> I think people like, loved, so Boston really loved Sammy. Yeah, they did love Sammy, but it's hard to tell which one was which because mm-hmm. they had uh, all of, mm-hmm. they had yeah, it's hard everyone to come out together. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. I mean, I mean ben- Seth Rollins did get a pretty good pop, yeah. I, I and along the lines of the previous question, the crowd was with him for his entrance music, singing along yeah. to him. I, he was there. Hell, even Becky too. And Becky was a, was a big pop. You know, this is our first match back. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Okay. And our last question is from the nacho seat man. And it is, 
Nice. Why is Kevin Owens so beloved by hardcore wrestling fans? Because he actually did get a good pop, too. Yeah. I mean, the guy's just earned it. He's been a yeah. workhorse. And he's somebody that doesn't have the typical wrestler look. And I think that almost puts him in, in sort of Mick Foley-like category to me. Except I think he is able... Uh, 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 you know, Foley's strengths were in sort of the deathmatch, hardcore matches, sort of that really hard-hitting style. And I think Kevin Owens can do that, but he can also work a more traditional match. And I think that along with incredible promo work, you know, even during the height of how scripted everything felt when people were were executing promos, Kevin Owens always stood out as the exception to that because it always felt natural. It always felt like it was still him talking. And I think people see that. I think people respect that. I think it it makes him authentic in their eyes. And so it's easy to get behind him. It's the same thing with Sami Zayn. Yeah. So I'm going to take that a step further because I, I think it's more about the fact that he came up from the independent scene. Right. And he, if you look at the quality, have you seen a lot of his matches from before he came to WWE? I've seen some of his stuff from ring of honor. Yeah. Right. Uh, There was some crazy, crazy shit that he did. Yeah. And I think the the fans that are kind of more of your hardcore wrestling fans, mm-hmm. your AEW style fans, saw that work and then saw him in NXT and saw what he did in NXT. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he beats John Cena in his first match up in the main roster. And that's a big push. Like that is a big push when John Cena at that point was like pretty much hated, you know, you love the guy, but you really hate the guy. Um, and so I think, I think that's really the, the big style between it. Plus, like you said, I think he's also just a brawling type of guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, his mantra is fight Owens fight and he don't give a shit. Like that's his mantra. And he, he plays it off really well. So I mean, that, that would be my, my, uh, my two cents on that, but those are some, some really great questions today. Gotta be honest. That was really good. Those are good. Those are really good questions. Yeah. So what's next for us, Vito? Uh, you know, we'll have to find out, right? We got the holidays coming up. Let's see if we can, um, life gets busy. Yeah. Let's see if we can put something together here. Uh, maybe we'll do a spotlight episode or two, or, you know, do a preview for the Royal rumble and WrestleMania. We always tend to hit on that. Um, coming down the pike. Yeah. You know, I think actually, well, we got a minute here. Um, you know, I think we should take a second, our friend Vinny Berry over at, um, Wrestleville. Yeah. He's got a new book coming out. He had the first edition of the pro wrestling vault and now he's got the second edition. And um, just want to give a big shout out to him. Make sure you go check out uh, WrestleVille.com. Um, give his book a read. It, it really has some great stories um, from some wrestlers that are either might be in the past or some independent guys and mm-hmm. some current stars. And it's just a, a really interesting um, book. Uh, I haven't read the new one yet. That's on my list. But yep. we'll hopefully have Vinny back here on the podcast. He's always a, a, a great friend of the podcast. And, Absolutely. Um, We'll hopefully have him coming up soon. So that's pretty much what I think we got going on, Mikey. Well, you know, well, first off, I, I can't wait to have Vinny back on. He could be our first three-peat 
guest on this show. So that'll be uh, monumental for us. Uh, two, I, I'm been think as you're talking, I'm thinking about well, m- maybe something we talk about it, since it's December coming up, and sometimes people have been dismembered in September. Maybe Ooh. we do a little retrospective of December to dismember, just the whole the the series of pay per views. Maybe not focusing on just one. Who knows? We, we can discuss yeah. this more. But you know, folks, you're witnessing the creative process in action. <laughs> the, uh, m- maybe this is on brand for us. It's December. Why not? Yep. I, I know I, you love some ECW. So, yep. I all right. Let's, let's give them a little love. All right. We'll we'll give the audience what they want. Really, you're giving me what I want. But yeah, yeah I get you. Sure, sure. It's about the audience. It's about the that's listeners. fair. Yeah, it's about all you jabronis listening out there. And speaking of jabronis listening out there, we hope you enjoyed the show today. We hope you continue to listen. Keep. Keep uh, spamming that subscribe button. Uh, there's new episodes coming out as often as we can pump them out to you. And we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, we hope uh, uh, you and your families are good as the, the holiday season approaches. And we'll see you guys down the road. Keep on strutting. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.